Good morning, everyone. Great to be with you here this morning. If you're visiting, I'm Scott. You can be seated. I'm one of the pastors on staff, and uh, boy, I loved that story Natasha shared about willingness to take a next step. I believe, and this is what you're going to hear in today's message, I believe that the most rewarding place on earth is when we're following Jesus. And uh, I just believe that often the Holy Spirit will lead us and direct us and ask us to go a direction that we would have never imagined before. I remember as a 19-year-old kid feeling like God wanted me to leave uh, the college I was enrolled at in Southern California and go to the Midwest where it was too hot in the summer to get in trouble and too cold in the winter to go outdoors. I didn't really want to go. In fact, one of my friends said, hey, why don't you stay here and party with us? And I thought, that really does sound fun. And, and then my stepdad said, Bob, who attends Adventure, he said, Scott, didn't you make a commitment? I said, yeah, what's that? He said, you need to keep your word. And he really just wanted me out of the house. But I ended up getting to, by, because I was willing to do something that I really didn't feel like doing, it was turned out to be the most rewarding decision of my life. Met my wife, got a great education, was on a new trajectory. Often when we are willing to follow the Lord in a direction that maybe isn't comfortable or takes self-denial, which is what follower, followers totally get, <laughs> you know you're following when you're denying self, uh, we end up experiencing things we would never imagine. Five or so plus years ago, I accepted an invitation to go to the north state of Bihar, India. I wasn't overly amped about going, and when I got there and uh, talked to my wife on the phone, she could hear the quiver in my voice. It was a, I was a little nervous about being there. There was violence taking place uh, in rural areas, and uh, it just was a little more claustrophobic than I was ready for. I guess a billion people qualifies as claustrophobic, and just different, a different place. And yet, I met some friends there from Africa, some friends from... Um, all over the Middle East that I'll never forget. I'll never forget some of the meals we shared with one another around the table. A lot of times when you're enjoying uh, the Lord's leading, following Him a direction you would have never imagined, it means meeting new people. It means enjoying a great meal together. Uh, we have several teams that have done just that from our church. Uh, we've sent teams uh, this year to uh, La Roca, Mexico, very recently, went down to go and be with Carlos and Rosa, and no doubt had some great Mexican food down there with them. It's some of the best. We have uh, some other adventurers that went to Haiti just very recently, and no doubt enjoyed some good Islander food, but more than anything, they enjoyed the reward of following Jesus. Following Jesus is the most rewarding place on earth to be. No matter where you are or what your social economic position is, when you're following Jesus personally, there's just something so peaceful about it. There's something so uh, joyous about it. There's really something with such hope that accompanies following him. And uh, we don't, haven't just experienced it in foreign lands here in Natomas. We've experienced this kind of reward as we're serving the homeless. We experience this kind of reward uh, as we work with Greenhouse and uh, sometimes enjoy an event like we did last fall with them uh, around a meal. 
We do it with family promise. We have several families who have told me one of some of their most rewarding experiences have been around a table with homeless families, serving them, praying with them. Following Jesus is the most rewarding place on earth. When you're following him, it gives you such a great sense of peace and joy. And I want to tell you, we're going to look at a passage this morning that it's about a dinner. It's the, I call it the second to the last supper. It's a great meal. And I, I don't know about you, but as, as far as Natomas is concerned, there's a lot of great places to enjoy good food. Uh, I, I'm a real fan of Curry Corner. Anyone ever go to the Curry Corner and enjoy some good uh, Indian food? I think it's amazing. The service is fast. It's, a, it's quick. It's great. A lot of my friends won't go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hurtful, but I, I still go. Love to go. Uh, their chai tea is amazing. I've heard of this new, is it the pem- penguin vampire? Do I have that vampire, vampire penguin? I'm hearing good things about that place. Uh, you know, once I uh, refine my house, I go to Tuk Tuk occasionally. Uh, great food, great healthy options. Let me hear from you. What, what are some of your favorites here in Natomas? In and out? Okay. All right. We do have, I think we have four adventure. We have four adventurers that work at In and Out. Actually, five, six adventurers that work at the In and Outs right here. Where else do you like to eat? Did I hear? What was that? Jack's? Urban Eats? Your parents like that you answered that one. That's a great place for parents. Where else do you like to eat? Bella Brew. Bella Brew. Yes, sir. That's good living. BJ's. Ah, yes. High carb galore. Where else? Oh, yeah. Willie J's Burgers. Right, right up, uh, right real closest to us. Right by the, yeah. Anybody else? What was that? Oh, the Shell Station. Jesus does. Yes, Jesus does frequent that place. Good answer. Hey, there's nothing like coming around with great friends, enjoying the good life, the reward that Christ gives us uh, by following him. I got to tell you, I've been in our building this last week on 1500 North Market. If you're visiting, we are weeks away, Lord willing, from holding services in a permanent site for the first time in 13 years. And I am so excited, seriously. (laughs) If I seem a little tired this morning, it's because I've been working for a living and and, uh, not sleeping a lot. Uh, Because I got up this morning knowing the kind of work they're doing this weekend. And you can see today at 1 o'clock, if you want to go to the site for a walkthrough, the floors they're doing. They're staining our floors, lifting up all the carpets so we can not only bring coffee into the sanctuary, but if you're not enjoying the message, you can just pour your coffee out. It's okay. There's stained carpets. Uh, we can clean it up. We're just excited about the, the, uh, the most exciting place for us will be uh, the reward of following Jesus. And I'm excited about all the people that are going to be there that we don't know. The new people. People are already uh, checking the building out that are interested in it. We are getting uh, some interest in actually using the facility during... Uh, the week for groups outside of our church. And the original goal with this building was this, that we would have a building that could be a gift to the Natomas community and one that we just happened to worship at on Sundays. 
We want it to be a gift, not just a one-time Sunday gig for us, but something that can be served, can be used to serve the community. I hope to have lots of meals in this place. I've seen, we've already ordered ta- round tables, 72 inches. Uh, we're looking forward to some great fellowship there. I want to look at a passage today that I, that I think really shows what happens when we follow Jesus personally. Uh, it's the second to the Last Supper. It's not what Michelangelo captured in the Last Supper. This is the second to the Last Supper. I don't think there's another that's clearly recorded in Scripture like this one. And there are four characters in it. If you came with your Bible, open it up or take your smartphone and Google John 12, J-O-H-N 12. First 11 or so verses I'm going to read through in a moment. And uh, I think you're going to see that Jesus surrounded himself by, with people that had their lives turned upside down. Their relationship with him gave them, as you'll see, uh, radical acceptance uh, gave them a, a miraculous experience in one occasion, helped one reprioritize and helped another uh, understand what it means to be generous. And I'm going to look at that and then uh, end with a challenge and a prayer. And hopefully you'll be drawn even more to following Jesus personally. John chapter 12, let's look at uh, these, these verses, Ver- beginning in verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it out on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of perfume." What was the house filled with? The fragrance of perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor. (laughs) Let me say that again. He did not say this because he cared about the who? The poor. But because he was a thief, as keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. What did he do with the money bag? He helped himself as to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you'll not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came. Not only because of him, but also because of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead, so the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. <laughs> for, an innocent, for on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and putting their faith in him. Many Jews were going over to Jesus, and what were they were doing? They were putting their faith in him. Their trust in him. Have you made that decision yet? If not, maybe today's a big day for you where you just personally say, I'm ready to trust Jesus. That's what it means to be a Christian. It's a relationship. Uh, As I've said earlier, the most rewarding place on earth is following Jesus. And here are four people that are experiencing significant reward. The first is Simon the leper, who 
followed Jesus willingly to acceptance. If you still have your smartphone out, I challenge you to Google leprosy. (laughs) Google a leper. (laughs) And take a look at what that uh, virus can result in. One of the the obvious uh, testimonies, uh, medical uh, testimonies of those that have leprosy, is that their nervous system cuts down. It shuts down. They can't feel sensations. And so they'll injure themselves and, uh, and not even know it. They could place their hand over a candle and not know that their finger's being burned. And so often what you see as disfigurement is really the result of injuries unaware. Does that make sense? Uh, and so it's a, it's a very tough disease to have that still, I think there's even been some cases in uh, Florida actually, in the USA, uh, this year I've, I've read, or late last year, uh, read about. But they're very much so in the developing world that's still active. The idea of leprosy was in the Old Testament was that you were considered unclean by Levitical law. And so the job of a leper whenever you were in public was to let everyone know that you're unclean. In fact, you were supposed to holler out unclean so people would stay away from you. Can you imagine that lifestyle? What's really ironic here is that Simon the leper is the host of this event. <laughs> the host of this event is a, is a healed leper. He's the very person, and he is from the very family that everyone would want to stay clear of. And yet, he's the host of the second to the last supper. No one would want to be around Simon for fear pre-modern day medicine, that they might contract this virus. It's not something you get uh, through touch or uh, saliva, but they might have thought that. And he's getting to host an event for not only Lazarus, as I referenced here, he's mentioned in the previous chapter, who is getting a lot of attention. He's getting to host uh, not only the disciples of Jesus, but Jesus himself, who is some six plus days out from the last week of his life. Here's what I see that happens. Here's how we're rewarded when we follow Jesus. When we follow Jesus, uh, we discover a level of acceptance that's uncanny. Simon here is reclining at the table. He's reclining, hanging out uh, as host. Boy, how do you find this kind of acceptance where your life goes from feeling like you're a stigma or uh, an eyesore to really viewing yourself as God's child. And I think it begins by taking a step of faith personally and making that first-time decision to trust in Jesus, but it goes deeper than that, trusting in what Jesus said about you. He said that you're his child. You're, his, you're, a, you're a fellow, you're God's child. You're a brother, you're a sister uh, of, of him. And that you're an heir an heir uh, whom will be the beneficiary in this life and in the life to come of the generosity of God. Simon is a new man. If you've seen the recent Easter film, Risen, nice little footage at the end of that film of a leper being healed. healed. I just wonder if you personally have uh, anything that you're hoping, uh, any acceptance that you're hoping you'll experience this year. Something new. 
I know that as we move forward that there are going to be lots of Simons that discover acceptance. I was thinking, who in our culture is the most stigmatized? (laughs) Who's getting rejected the most? Um, Who's feeling the most marginalized? Uh, I'll let you answer that question rather than give my opinion. But I want to be a church that loves Simons. Agreed? (laughs) I want to be a church where people are accepted and loved right where they're at. And we trust the Holy Spirit to do his work in their life as they choose to follow him. Agreed? Uh, Not only is there acceptance that's obvious here in uh, this passage, uh, but it, it goes deeper than just acceptance. You can see that Martha... Martha followed uh, Jesus willingly with uh, a new priority. Martha followed Jesus willingly with a new priority. Now, it says here just very briefly in verse 2 that Martha served. That's what Martha does. If you've studied any of her other accounts in Jesus' workers' uh, narratives, she's a worker. She's in the kitchen. Hey, somebody's got to be in the kitchen. Somebody's got to cook, right? Right? Somebody's got to do the dishes. Somebody's got to keep the house clean. That's what she did. She was a worker bee. But she's experienced what I want to say is not obvious in the text, but it's obvious by her presence with Jesus his last week plus of life on earth. She's experienced a new priority in her life. A new priority. And that's what happens when you follow Jesus. He can take the task-oriented person or the highly relational person, the support person, And help us prioritize. If you remember the narrative, Martha was getting on to her sister Mary, who's also in this second to the Last Supper, for not helping in the kitchen. And Jesus actually told Martha that what Mary was doing, which was being a student, learning from him, sitting at his feet literally, was the best choice, the best priority. That Mary's choice not to work at that time to let the dishes set, to, to turn the burner off, to take some time off, some downtime, and listen to the Lord was the best choice. Self-leadership, self-care, soul care. Mary's choice was best. And I want to suggest Martha, just by virtue of the fact that she's still present with Jesus, is growing and experiencing the reward of a new priority in her life. How do you do this? How do you, how do you really prioritize the Lord as a task-oriented person? Where when you get up, the first thing you're thinking of is, hey, uh, you know, checking your email or your text messages or trying to find the coffee pot and get it all cleaned up and ready to go. And uh, what I want to say is it's, it's taking a little time to let the Lord speak to you. I call it just a, a five, five, five. Five minutes of listening to Christian music when you get up. Five minutes of thanks. Five minutes of scripture reading. You can toss in a journal entry. Just a little time where you're putting the Lord as a priority. This is what um, Mary learned to do, and I would argue that Martha was learning, to listen to the Lord, even as a task-oriented person. Let me ask you, have you made it a priority to listen to the Lord, not only here on Sundays, and I just affirm you for being here on a rainy day, but have you made it a priority as a part of your routine to listen? I know part of my routine, I was talking to someone today, is exercise. I've got to run. This week, I I had pretty decent mileage this week, but 
running alone, exercise alone, doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Even one of Jesus' co-workers, Paul, said that gymnasio, or physical discipline, has some value. <laughs> Godliness has value in this life and in the life to come. And so to spend time with the Lord listening, uh, prioritizing time with him, is just, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help you enjoy the rewards that are happening all around you all the time and endure the pressure. Martha had new priorities. Lazarus, <laughs> this is the other character that's in here, followed Jesus willingly through a miracle. This is the Lazarus that's in chapter 11, who was dead for four days and raised from the dead by Jesus. He's in this narrative He's getting attention so much that people are coming not just to see Jesus, they're coming to see Lazarus. I guarantee you, in Jesus' last week of life plus, he's enjoying Lazarus, absorbing some of the public attention. Guarantee. He might have even chuckled, this is totally Scott Matthews' opinion, when he realized that the chief priests and Pharisees not only wanted to kill Jesus, that is him, but they thought they would take out Lazarus too. That must have been like, hey, yeah, we're in this together, bro. It's going to be a, quite a week for us. <laughs> and, and, and Lazarus must have said to himself, Hey, you, I died once already, didn't I, Lord? Yeah, yeah, you did. Can we do this again? Absolutely. I mean, can you imagine the peace Lazarus felt? You're in a meal with Jesus. You were dead four days, as, as clearly as you can remember. And now you're reclining with him, his 12 disciples, Mary, Martha, Simon, and others. You're chill. I mean, if you pass through death four days in a tomb and you're out, you're not worried about your taxes, you know? You're doing good. You're, you're not worried about the house. You're not worried about your car. Uh, Lazarus followed Jesus in a miracle. How do you follow Jesus in a miracle? Uh, whether it be a life change or whether it be a literal miracle where you're praying uh, that God would use doctors related to a family member or you're praying for a circumstance. And here's, here's what I think is the key. Number one, you have to realize you're not in control. You can't control others. You can't control your circumstances most of the time. You can't control what your bosses are saying. You have to completely acknowledge God's in control. He's the one that's in authority. And then secondly, you start praying. Lord, you show me how you're leading through this, and I'll follow you. You make yourself a follower. I'll obey you. You just, you, you just say the word, and I'll do what you say. That's the key. And you watch him work. And you take the blows. You take the hits. You just keep going. And you can enjoy an incredible miracle like Lazarus experienced, uh, who's enjoying great company. The greatest place on earth is following Jesus. For Lazarus, it was following him into a miracle. And let me just say something. Experiencing a miracle or a major life change can mean that you can't whine anymore. <laughs> you can't complain anymore. <laughs> you can't, like, say, oh, I, yeah, I had a, this was really hard on me, and, yeah, I flunked my ceramics class teacher in, in high school. It was a really bad experience. It wounded me for life. You can't, you can't do that. you got to put all your trust in Jesus and do what followers do. They deny themselves. They stop thinking about themselves, really. It, all the focus is on Jesus. Fourthly is Mary. Mary, uh, Mary followed Jesus willingly with spontaneous generosity. The most rewarding place on earth is following Jesus. And she did something that was radical. Something that Jesus comments on that was intended. Uh, Jesus says that it was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. It was planned out. It was intended. 
And uh, she, coincidentally, she pours out this perfume on Jesus' feet. The other narratives have it on his head as well. Uh, Maybe John just saw the feet because of his proximity to Jesus. I'm not sure. He typically was very close to Jesus, the the author of this book. But uh, she pours this, this annual wage, valued at an annual wage, on his head and his feet. And the perfume fills the whole room. Judas starts complaining about the fiscal year indent that had on the ministry for wrong reasons. And uh, Mary just does, goes about cleaning Jesus' feet. And Jesus said her savings was intended for this moment. Made me think, does that mean that God the Father was actually watching this alabaster fill up as he was... Um, seeing his son in the ministry. I, I, bet he, I bet it was. You know, Mary did something that was extravagant. We're, gonna, we're asking our congregation to practice some generosity that's not about us, it's about our community. To practice some generosity that will um, help us give this gift of our building to our community. Um, I've asked the ushers to actually help us with this this morning. We're going to take a moment, a prayerful moment, and I'm going to facilitate something that we've uh, been planning for for about a month. And that is uh, to uh, prayerfully make a gift over and above our regular giving in this next 20, in this next 12-month run until Easter Sunday. It's in April 2017. And uh, we call this Creating Legacy. If you saw my Facebook post about the work that's going on, um, we're trying to create a legacy by the spirits leading here in Atomas. And uh, ushers, if you'd pass out those cards and pens, we're going to give you a chance to participate. I can't imagine uh, what kind of savings were required for Mary. But I know for us to be generous, for adventurers to be generous, it takes sacrifice. It really does. Um, I, I know that uh, in my home, when, when we were trying to cut back and save... It often happened at Chipotle. We would get in line at Chipotle with our sons that could eat a burrito and a half. And I would immediately say, the cashier would say, any drinks? And I was so quickly to say, no, just water, please. It, sometimes it's just a little savings that will help you maybe give some $50 a month over and above your regular giving that would make that possible. No doubt Mary had to save for how long do you save a year's worth of perfume? Someone might want to dive into that passage and learn a little bit more about it. It's fascinating. Uh, Sometimes our savings in our home is actually limiting how often we go out to dinner. This is uh, one of my favorite kind of barbecue pits, Dickie's. Great place to go for some great food. Uh, But you know what? It's cheap for me to go, uh, but I take my whole family. It can get kind of expensive. My wife sometimes catches me when she looks at our Bank of America statement, going out to lunch too often. And uh, so I have to be a little careful. But this is an area we can cut back in so that we can do more as a family to give to Adventures Mission. Maybe it's for you too. I know that sometimes uh, for us, uh, entertainment is a biggie. I mean, we we enjoy watching movies together. Um, For us, uh, we made a decision to... To save money by cutting our direct TV and going to Apple TV, it's been cheaper. Uh, we talk more in the home. We don't watch 
programs on TV as much. We'll look at them on our phone and be together. But sometimes entertainment, even going to a Kings game, can be real expensive. And what I recommend is have friends that have season tickets and let them take you to the games and eat before you go to the game. Otherwise, you're going to have a $7, 40-ounce drink. Uh, And then sometimes, I love to vacation. Let me tell you, I love downtime. Uh, This is a cup my son and daughter-in-law brought me from Monterey. And I got to go to Asilomar, Monterey, just last a week or two ago with my family. was in town, my in-laws. They'd never been to Monterey, wanted to take them. We stayed at Asilomar, where this school used to send kids. Some of of our kids have been there. But instead of staying two days... Uh, we stayed one night, all four of us in a room, 186 bucks, who's counting? Uh, and, but instead of staying two nights, <laughs> we, we just stayed one night. And sometimes downsizing gives you the chance to save. I, I save money just by getting on my, get, calling uh, and finding out why my phone bill is so expensive. And they said, well, it's because you leave your cellular data on all the time. I was like, is that significant? It's huge. Just things you forget. You get busy as an adult. You forget, oh, yeah, you got to turn that off. Yeah, that's 100 bucks gone. Uh, these little things can help us position ourselves to be able to do what Mary did and give generously for something that God intends us to give to. Now, we've included in your programs today, if you haven't got that, and a pen, we've included in the programs uh, a commitment card. And here's what I've asked you to do all month. I've asked you to pray about this. I don't want anyone bitter or giving uh, without any joy. I want you to pray about giving a gift um, over the next year that's over and above your regular giving. It's going to go three different directions. Number one, It'll help us reimburse and build up our emergency fund that we had to spend to get into this building. To date, we've spent uh, 30, uh, let me see, what is it, 15 plus 13. What is that? 28? So we've spent 28, 15 plus 13? What is that? Is that 28,000? We spent 28,000 to get into this building uh, that was not budgeted this year. Uh, We want to reimburse that. We also want to help pay for our build-out. We've already spent quite a bit of money getting the building ready. If you haven't seen it, you can come at 1 o'clock today. I'll give you a walkthrough of what we're doing. And then lastly, we want to give adventurers a chance to give perhaps for the first time to adventure. Know that your giving is fully confidential. All we want you to do is give us a little indication of what you're prayerfully landing on. Uh, When our offering comes up here in a few minutes, we want you to have, if you're comfortable with it, fill this out. Commit to a balance. Put it in the offering basket. It'll stay completely confidential. You'll get a follow-up letter without mentioning your amount. Or you can go online to adventurenatomas.com. We have online giving. You can enter your pledge amount there. It's between you and the Lord. It just helps us plan. As we get ready to move into this building, I, I just cannot imagine the Simons whom and in whose lives we're going to get to distribute Christ's acceptance. I cannot imagine the uh, Lazarus miracles that we're going to get to see. Uh, uh, resurrection from the dead, nah, that'll, be a, that'll be a moment. But I mean just seeing people get healed like we've seen in our own church. Uh, Melissa Barbin recently healed uh, unexpected to get out of her aneurysm uh, surgery uh, very recently. Um, I can't imagine the Uh, Marthas, who are task-oriented workers, whom are going to start putting Jesus and time with him as a priority. I can't imagine the Marys in our church, who are going to be students of the word. 
and who are going to be women who give generously. And we have a lot of folks that give generously at this church, I know, because I know the total income. It's substantial. It's over a half a million dollars a year that people give here. Let me tell you, without the kind of generosity at Adventure, we would not have this opportunity or be able to do it. This is your building. This is your opportunity. And I believe that the greatest place on earth is following Jesus. The greatest rewards on earth are following Jesus. Let's take a moment and pray, and you can uh, take a moment and fill your card out if this is the time you want to do it. Heavenly Father, uh, we're going forward um, because you've provided. Uh, We sense that you're guiding us, and we sense that you're providing for us. And we just want to pray that everything we do will be spirit-led, that our congregation will have a great sense that you're the leader of our church, that you're the provider, and we will completely trust in you. Lord, we want, we want to love people like Simon and Martha and Mary and Lazarus in our community. As we're faithful with little, please trust us with more. In Jesus' name, amen. As you uh, take your time with that, I'm going to invite James and uh, Robin to come on, please.